Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, fill your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. In this day, I have rejoiced. I have magnified the Lord. I have exalted his name for his goodness. For the Lord is good, not just sometimes, but all the time God is good. This is truly a privilege and an honor to come into your homes or to, uh, if you're riding along the highways in your automobiles, it's, an, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. We thank God because he is faithful. He's faithful that promise. Now, I've been doing a teaching on um, scriptures specifically to pray for specific needs. Scriptures to pray for specific needs. But being that Father's Day is coming on this Sunday, I want to talk about the fathers. You know, I thank God for my husband who's in heaven. That was an, an awesome father. My children never went without food or clothing. They were always blessed and he, he took good care of them. I was blessed to have a beautiful father that loved the Lord. I remember when I was young, I guess about four or five years old, and I guess at this time they didn't have an automobile, and he used to carry us, tote us in his arms to church. I remember that so vividly. I'm, I'm a twin, she's in heaven. However, he would have Ernestine in one arm and I would be in the other arm. I never knew anything about my dad but Christ in him. You know, he was a pastor. My mother was a missionary, so I came up on a very good, you know, background and uh, very good training, you know. So I just thank God for his goodness and for, you know, having had a good father and having had a husband that was a good father to his children. It's not the same for all people, you know. Many people don't even know who their dads are. So I'm going to open up. Um, reading Psalms 103 down to verse 13, 1 through 13. And it reads as follows. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. 
He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And this is the verse that I want to key in on, the last verse. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And that word pitieth means by implication to love. Especially being compassionate in your loving. Having compassion on and having compassion upon. So that word, it says, just as God pitieth his children, just as a father pitieth his children, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him, that respect him, adore him, have that reverential fear, not the fear that they are afraid of him. God has compassion on us. And, and, and it's, it's, it's really unique because the scripture tells us in Lamentation that, you know, his compassions fails not. And they are new, his mercies are new every morning and his compassion faileth not. The scripture says it's because of his compassion he has not consumed us. It's because of his mercy and his love that he has for us that he has not consumed us. So we just thank God for this Sunday being Father's Day. And the greatest father is our Father God. For those that did not experience having a father in their life, many people do not know who their biological father is. Sometimes not even their mother. But we know that the scripture says, when mother and father forsake me, says then the Lord will take me up. So you might not have had that biological mother or father. And some people have a beautiful adopted mothers and fathers. You know, um, we were grafted in as Gentiles. You know, we were adopted. So there's nothing wrong with being adopted. You know, but even with that, a lot of kids still suffer that spirit of rejection because of the fact that they do not know who their biological parents were. I know my husband was adopted, and for many years, I mean, all most of his years of our married life, I know he suffered with that spirit of rejection, not knowing who his mother and father were. But he had beautiful, um, beautiful adopted parents. Now, Father's Day is a nation's, the nation's first Father's Day was celebrated on June 19, 1910, in the state of Washington. However, it was not until 1972, 58 years after President Woodrow Wilson made Mother's Day official, that the day honoring fathers became a nationwide holiday in the United States, December the 30th, 2009. So before we go into our scriptures, we're going to be reading some scriptures about fathers today and um, we're going to go into prayer. 
Father, we just thank you, God. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Lord, we thank you, O God, because we can come with boldness and not with timidity. Lord, we are asking, O God, that you would just touch lives tonight as I pray, O God, over the airways. Lord, those, O God, that that are confused in their mind, those that are sick in their bodies, Lord, whatever is going on in their lives that you would touch and that you would heal and you would make whole. Lord, your word says that we can send forth your word to, to, to deliver from destruction. We can send forth your word to heal. We can send forth your word to set free. God, today we are lifting up leaders of nations all over the world. We are lifting up Ukraine, the war-torn area, the people that have lost loved ones. Not only there, but all over the world. The, 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 the shootings and, and the, the spirit of murder that is so rampant, God. So many losses, oh God, it's lost lives because of gun firearms, God. So we are asking tonight that you would just touch and lift hung down heads. Because you are the healer of our countenance. We pray for leaders of nations, leaders of churches. God, we are praying for pastors and our wives and children. We are praying for our local assembly, Lord. We are asking that you will continue to touch and heal Pastor Kenneth, Kenneth Jones' body, Lord. Because we know you as a healer. And God, we are asking today, we are praying for our president. We are praying for third world countries. We are praying for the Ukraine war-torn areas, God. We are asking, oh God, that you would touch, that you would give strength, oh God, to the weak and to the weary. Lord, oh God, we know it. I know many of them are growing weary. Mothers having to leave their homes. And right now, there are people that don't have the means or wherewithal to get out. And Lord, we are asking, oh God, that ways will be made for them. God, we are praying for our enemies. We bless them and you've commanded us to do so. We are asking that the body of Christ will continue to unite all over the world. Lord, make us one everywhere in the name of Jesus. We are praying for the sick. Lord, we are praying for first responders. We are praying for bereaved families everywhere. Oh, God, the mothers and the fathers in Texas, the, the people in Buffalo and all over the world where people are being killed and murdered, Lord. And we are praying for bereaved families everywhere. God, we are praying, praying for Sister Planet who recently lost her husband, one of the members of our church, God, that you would comfort her and sustain her, God, in the name of Jesus, as well as her children, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are just praying today that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we give you the praise. I have been teaching um, on specific scriptures to read for specific needs. But tonight I'm going to be reading some scriptures dealing with fathers. Because Sunday is Father's Day. And uh, when you think about fathers... I mean, there are so many fathers that are good dads. And there are so many mothers that do not appreciate the good dads that they have sometimes, that, that they have, that they have for their children. 
and they give them a hard way to go. I mean, I know there are some dad, what they said, deadbeat dad, dads, but all dads are not deadbeats. There are many dads that are active in their children's lives and love their children and, and um, reach out to them. But today I just wanted to read some scriptures that the Bible tells us in reference to dads. And one of the scriptures is, in, is Ephesians 6 and 4. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Many times dads are in a home, but only their presence is there. They're not involved with the children's lives, with their activities. Everything is left to the mother to do everything. And then on the other hand, we have some fathers just the opposite that are very, very active in their lives. And then we have some fathers that agitate their children, you know, and the Bible clearly tells us, you know, the fathers do not provoke your children to anger. And many times uh, when women are living with husbands that are drug addicts or alcoholics, sometimes they hate for the weekends to come because they don't know what to expect once that dad gets loaded with whiskey or drugs. And then they have to be walking on tiptoes, you know. And some kids have experienced a lot of things. Then on the other hand, there have been some kids that have been provoked by their dads, by the things that the dads have said to them and their response to them. So the scripture clearly tells fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And what happens many times, that dad did not have a mother or a father that reached out to, them, to him, that was, that was uh, affectionate. You know, sometimes you can't give what you don't have, you see. But I, I do believe that if you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, and once you've accepted him as your personal Savior, and the love that's in you, that's shed abroad in your heart, you should be able to be able to reach out and to, to, to uh, respond to your son or your daughter, your grandchildren, you know. So uh, we know Christ makes a difference once that agape love is shed abroad in your hearts. I mean, it's shed abroad once you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. And sometimes many people, all they need is Jesus. If, if they would just accept Jesus and they would make a change in their relationship with their children, with their wives, with their family members. So, but the one thing is that do not, you know, um, provoke your children to wrath. Then there's instructions to the children in regards to their father. In Proverbs 1 and 8, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. And <laughs> so many times people are in situations where there are blended marriages and blended families, and some children don't want the stepfather to tell them nothing to do because you're not my father, or either a stepmother, you're not my mother. But then that's another situation where when there are blended marriages, there has to be some compromise and some coming together and, and respecting that, that mate or that, that step parent, whether it's a stepfather or a stepmother. 
we we are much aware that they are not your biological father, but if they're there married to your mother, you're living in that house, and he's paying the bills, you know, he is taking care of you. So, but you need to follow, you know, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. And many times kids would play, you know, uh, the father against the mother, and especially in these kind of blended families, it's just pretty rough, you know, especially when they have weekend visits with the biological, biological mother or father, and then when they get back home, they have to uh, almost regroup. Life is just so, it's, a, it's just a tragedy because God did not intend for families to be broken up and, you know, the way they are, but it is the way it is. And we have to learn to live in blended families and, and love that stepmother and love that stepfather and be cordial. Second Corinthians 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 18 says, And I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, he was talking, you know, about the children of Israel, but he was also talking to the Gentiles. You know, he was talking to the church at Corinth, and he was saying to them, And I will be a father to you, and, ye, and, ye, and you shall be my sons and daughters. So when you don't have that biological father that's alive, you have to realize that Jesus Christ himself is saying that I will be a father to you. Like the psalmist says, when your mother and father forsake you, say, then God himself will take you up. You might have had that loss of not having that natural biological father. But just know that God says, and I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So if you have not accepted Jesus tonight as your personal Savior, as a dad, I would like to extend to you that opportunity so that God himself, Jesus Christ himself, can become your Father God. I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation. Father God, if you just pray this after me, these words... Father God, I believe your son Jesus died that I may have life. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Forgive me of all of my sins. Fill me with your spirit. Wash me with your blood. Justify me and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let this night be a pivoting point for me to be a better father to my children. And Lord, I thank you as the scripture says, and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me says the Lord Almighty. So if you prayed that prayer of salvation, give us a call at 856-629-1764. The angels in heaven are rejoicing with you as well as I am. 
I mean, it would be so exciting to know that if you were one of those fathers out there that used to, you know, get drunk on weekends and your mother, I mean, your your children and, and the children's mother didn't know what was going to go down that weekend because of your, you know, indulging in drugs and alcohol. Lord, let them see a new dad. Oh God, this weekend. And let your journey start afresh as a new father this Sunday on Father's Day. So we just thank God for those that prayed that prayer. And we are expecting you to call. Let someone know. Let let that child, that son, that daughter know, even your wife, that I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. I intend to be a better father, a better husband, and be there for my children. And the scripture that I open up with is Psalms 103.13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The King James Version talks about train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. Many times they walk away from the the teachings and the trainings that they had from Christian parents. And they want to, you know, find out the world for themselves. And many times, you know, they, they find it out the hard way rather than find it out from, you know, the times, the ones that have gone ahead of them. But they have to find out through experience. But nevertheless, they find out <laughs> what it's like. So, but many times they walk away. But when you train them, they will come back to the things of God. And that's a great thing. Verse Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 14 and 15 says, I will be a father to him, and he'll be a son to me. When he does wrong, I'll discipline him in the usual ways, the pitfalls and the obstacles of this mortal life, but I'll never remove my gracious love from him. So God is there to forgive us. You know, many times people do not want to accept the Lord because they feel like they cannot live holy. They cannot live a good, clean life for the Lord. But it's not us living it. It's Jesus living it through us. We can't do anything of our own, but it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think it was uh, King Zerubbabel that said, it's not by might nor nor by power, but by his spirit. Spirit, saith the Lord. That is how we are able to live above sin. But God, knowing our frailty, you know, knowing that we're nothing but grass and, and, and quickly can become very carnal, he made provision for us. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, he says, but if, but, no, if you sin, because he knew it's not when you sin, but if you sin. Or, you know, it wasn't if you sin, but it, it, in case you sin, because he knew the day was going to come that we would sin. We are, we are just sinful by nature. And it's only God's grace as fathers that helps us to, to, to walk the straight and the narrow. And so we just want to trust him, stand on his word, you know, 
and know that he's there for us to forgive us when we fall. He says, and what is so great, he says, if we confess our sins unto the Lord, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. It says, you know, just like when um, that father that God is like the father that pitieth his son. He has compassion on him. You know, when you did wrong, when you were home with your father and mother, you know, there were many times your father and your mother, they had compassion on you when they had promised you, you know, to discipline you maybe with with the strap or whatever. They, they disciplined back in the day because back in the day, they didn't play. They, they got switches and you were whipped and you got it straight. You got yourself together. So God is good. So another scripture, it says 23, Proverbs 23 and 22. It says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Proverbs 23, verse 24 says, The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man whose fathers, a man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. So the father of a righteous child has great joy, and a man whose fathers a wise son rejoices in him. And so when parents when children have parents that, that are not, you know, righteous and they're, 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 they're sinners, you know, they go through a, a rough time. You know, many times, like I said, they're weakened alcoholics or they're alcoholics and, you know, they have to go, the parents have to go through so much agony and anguish on weekends. They dread the weekends. They dread it because they don't know what's going to happen in that house over the weekend. But fathers, and I want you to know, if you're one of those fathers out there that you're not in your children's lives and, and you know the reason why, God is able, you know, to make things better for you in your life. You can't change things the way they have been, but at least from this point on, you can go on being a better, a better father, a better dad, a better uncle, you know, and, and, and reaching out and being a part of your children's lives. So we just thank you tonight for tuning in. And if you desire prayer, call us at 856-629-1764 and we'll be so happy to hear from you. We thank God because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is good, not just sometimes, but God is good all of the time. Say the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. It's because of his grace and his mercies that we are not consumed. It's because of his grace and his mercies, you know, that he loadeth us up with benefits because of his compassion. It says, all that I have need of, the Lord hath provided. I mean, everything that we have need of. Sometimes we have wants, but as far as our need, our needs are provided for. He supply our every need. So I would like to wish all the fathers 
happy Father's Day. And to those that do not know where their biological fathers are, accept our Heavenly Father as your Father. Be blessed. Always remember to tell someone about Jesus.